Yes, yes, yes. What's up, people? I'm back. <sighs> My vacation was fun. And I wanted to, hey, if you haven't gone and checked out last week's episode uh, with Fluent Jr. and my girl, uh, Mini Magic, uh, we did top 10 waters. It was a blind taste test. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, the kids are going to be back. We're going to do some other shows as well. But this week, I'm going to invite you guys up if you think you can debunk my theories. But this week... I'm going to talk about something that is near and dear to my heart uh, because I've said many, 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 many times that I believe nothing of what I've heard about Will Chamberlain, uh, a.k.a. George Marcus. For those of you who don't know who that is, that's his alter ego that he uh, apparently in high school was playing, was playing professional basketball and putting up 70 points uh, in the in the playoffs as George Marcus because he was too young. Excuse me. I don't believe anything about Wilt Chamberlain. I don't believe he had a 50-inch vertical. I don't believe he bench-pressed 500 pounds. I believe he was a really nice player for his time. Um, but let's be honest. Let's be honest. Even the women, from the age of eight until the day he died, one a day. Just do that math. A different one. Not the same one repetitively. A different one every single day from the day he turned eight until the day he died. If that doesn't tell you he's a fraud right there, I don't know what does. But today, today we're going to do a top 10, top 10 list. Right, The proof is in the pudding. Top 10 reasons why Wilt either didn't score 100 points or it was fixed. And I've, I've done the research. I've brought it. I've brought it for you. I've brought it for you because the truth, this isn't about hate. This isn't about slander. This is about truth and facts and being fluent, right? Fluent in sports doesn't mean we believe narratives and we buy into the BS. We dive deeper. We look into it. We don't. We don't find things that say, "Hey, this is uh, this is what I believe." Let me find stuff that proves what I believe. No, no, no. Salute to everyone in the chat. We look up and see what's real. So we're gonna do it. We're gonna do the top ten list. Of course, we're gonna do that. I'm gonna go through. I'm gonna actually give you eleven because I'm gonna give you an honorable mention. If you feel you have something that proves, definitely, definitively proves that Wilt did score 100, come up, come up and prove it. Heck, if you want to prove something else, come up and prove it. I've, I haven't been live in a couple of weeks. I haven't been live in a couple of weeks. Like I said, last week was a pre, pre-recorded show. We were, we were down in Florida with the kids. So, so I've got some energy. If you've been watching my TikTok the last couple of days, I'm back with some attitude. Uh, so let let us look at first. Hmm, where do we want to start? Uh, let me start with the honorable mention. So this this won't be on the top ten list. This one won't be on the top ten list. Number eleven. This is a bit of a conspiracy. You know how I feel about you know. Um, I'm a bit of a conspiracy theorist. Not gonna lie. Salute, Pierre. Number 11, number 11, I don't believe this one, but it's worth mentioning. Number 11, time travel. There is a theory out there. You can go look it up. There is a theory out there that Wilt Chamberlain's 100-point game was a result of time travel. Now, there's two different theories, two different theories. Um, One is that they came back in time to make sure that he scored his 100 points. The other is that Wilt was a time traveler himself who came back in time to score 100 points. That one gets honorable mention because it sounds a little ridiculous, but I don't know. Now we're starting to see Bigfoot. I know we saw Bigfoot, live footage of Bigfoot 
go look it up. It, it's 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 now there's Bigfoot, the UFO, UFOs were out there, and it lasted three minutes on the news cycle. Real UFOs. So fine, all right. Honorable mention. Honorable mention gets that one. So let's get into the real ones because that one. Let's be honest, that one's a little. I don't know that I even believe in that one. All right. So let me see. Chat. I'm going to read your chats. Super chats are not preferably super chats. Um, but let's go. Number 10. Number 10. Number 10. Can you see number 10? Oh, number 10. Let me let me let me remove the banner so you can see number 10 for a second. Number 10. The Knicks Center. The Knicks Center refused. The Knicks Center refuse so what do we mean by that what do we mean by that so as you know on march 2nd 1962 1962 march 2nd 1962 the philadelphia warriors were traveling um there was a home game Phil Jordan, um, six foot eleven center for the Knicks, had the flu. Some say he was hungover because he was out the night before partying with Wilt uh, in New York. Said he had the flu. Others, however, others say that Phil was told that Wilt's going to go off tonight for a record amount of points, and you need to let him do it. They said no, or at least Phil said no. I won't be a part of that. I'm out. And that's why he wasn't at the game. So they say it was a it was a flu flu like symptoms and that's why he didn't he didn't go to the game. I don't know, in 1962 was the flu stopping you from playing or hung over? Was that stopping players from playing? I don't know. That they were supposed to be tough. They were supposed to play through anything. So I don't know that I believe that it was the flu. Here's the other thing. The person that replaced Phil Jordan in the um, in the starting rotation, I'm off. Uh, another 6'10 center. 20 minutes. And we'll get to this a little bit more in a second. In 20 minutes, he fouled out. So 28 minutes of the game. So there was no center. So number 10, number 10, just to recap, number 10 is that the Knicks ref- center refused to play. Boy, wonder, salute. Knicks center refused to play. And that's what gave Wilt his 100. Wilt dropped 100. Let's be real. Oh, I'm going to be real. All you can say is he did it. I'm giving you the top 10 reasons why he did not. All right. Number nine. Number nine. Number nine. Oh, I like how I do this. I know this is... You can't see what I'm doing in the backstage, but it's it's cool. Number nine. Oh, I went too far. There we go, number nine. Number nine, the Knicks schemed. You're going to see like 10, 9, and 8 are very Knicks-centric. But number nine is that the Knicks schemed to allow him to score. Now, there's two trains of thought when I say schemed. Here's number one. Number one is that they they were, again, told to allow him to score. There's lots of reports of Knicks players of players who are related to and new Knicks players from back then that said, oh yeah, they said, just let him go off. Let him score his points. Let's focus on the others. Let's focus on the other other players on the team. But here's the more interesting one. Here's the more interesting one. So as the game is progressing and he's scoring his points and and there's even, and we're going to get to this too, an argument of how many points he had scored in the first half. In the fourth quarter, Will Chamberlain himself, in his book, said that the Knicks were holding the ball for for the full 24 seconds. The Knicks were holding the ball for the full 24 seconds. So if he's scoring all these points and they're actually trying to stop him and they're holding the ball for 24 seconds, how is it possible that he got to 100 points? Well... The Warriors countered that story and said, oh, that's because we were purposely fouling the Knicks. We were purposely fouling the Knicks so that the clock would stop and we can get Wilt Wilt the ball back. So riddle me this. Riddle me this, Batman. 
if they were purposely fouling the Knicks at the end of the game, let me do a little math for you. So they had a nine-man roster, 10-man roster, excuse me, over, yeah, over 500 bench press, sure. Nine, nine, ten-man roster, excuse me. We already talked that Phil was a scratch, so there was nine. Um, I'm, I'm off, I'm off balloons. I'm off. I don't know where those balloons come from still to this day. I'm off fouled out in 20 minutes. So the last 28 minutes of the game. So the more better part of the second, second half and some, they only had seven players available to play. One of them being Wilt of those seven players of those seven players for the team that was fouling on purpose. How come only three of them had four or five fouls? The rest of them only had one or two fouls. Does that sound like a team that was intentionally fouling at the end of the game to stop the clock to get wilt, wilt, wilt? Or is it more believable that the Knicks were holding the ball for 24 seconds and not allowing him to get shots up? You be the judge of that one because we're only at we're only at number nine. We're only at number nine. We're going to get to number eight here. And number eight, Wilt and the Knicks. Together, they conspired, okay? They conspired to do this. How do we know that they, well, we know that they were together, right? There's no question that they were together because everybody has said Wilt was in New York going to um, going to Hershey, Pennsylvania with, and he went there with the Knicks. In fact, after the game, he drove back to New York with the Knicks. FYI, guys, New York City to, to Hershey, Today is a three-hour drive. Imagine in 1962 when you didn't have the luxury of having freeways and cars that could go over 50 or you know 20 miles an hour. Let's not forget. So that was probably a four or a five-hour drive that they did together. We can get to the timing of the drives in a second. But they drove together. So when people say they conspired, well, heck, they had five hours in a car to do it going to get to why we're going to get to why they did that there was only one bus that took players from the arena to the hotel ah another lie there was no hotels in hershey pennsylvania that would allow certain players to stay there which is why they commuted to the game and back to new york that night so pierre now you're more fluent all right so number nine is they conspired as they drove the five hours back and forth. Okay. Um, why is it hard to believe? It's not, which takes me to number seven. Now, this is where we get good. I really think this is where we get good. So let me recap. Number 10 is that the Knicks center, uh, Phil Jordan, didn't have the flu, was not hung over because he would have played through it. Uh, in fact, he was refusing to go along with the conspiracy to allow uh, Wilt to score a bunch of points and we'll get to the reasons why he would have done they would have asked him to do that in a second um number nine the knicks scheme so their defensive scheme was to allow so two two trains of thought here that we've heard one was that the knicks uh defensive scheme was to allow him to score and 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 not lose to the other guys the other was the the inconsistency with the stories where Wilt had said they were holding the ball for 24 seconds, waiting for the clock to run out. And the Warriors coaches and teammates were saying uh, they were fouling. They were fouling those players to, to stop the clock so they can get the ball back. Yet the foul, the total foul amount, right. Does not coincide with that, that theory that they were fouling him. Cause the one person who had fouled out other than that, there was only, you know, there's four, there's seven players on the roster. Four of them only had one or two fouls. So how is it possible that they were all fouling, 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 and and only two, three guys had four or five fouls? Doesn't make sense. All right, uh, facts fluent. Yeah, see, let's let's go back. I like I like facts. Uh, you write about the hotel situation from Philly. I know Hershey, Pennsylvania well. Low key, they kind of still oh, okay. Well, uh, that that's I'm sorry to hear that. That's that's very unfortunate. Uh, all right, let's go to my, this is one of my favorites, number seven. Number seven, the second scorecard. The second scorecard. I don't know if you've heard this. And in, you know what? I think I have a picture of the scorecard here somewhere. Let me let me see if I can, I don't know if I can pull it up on screen, but I'll, I'll, I'll show it to you from my phone. 
So I challenge you. Here's where I challenge you. I challenge you to look at this scorecard and tell me that someone in the course of a game, that someone in the course of a game could have, have had been doing it this neatly, could have been doing it this neatly over the course of the game. And we're going to get to something else here in a second. Um, but that neatly. So, so the theory is that there was the one scorecard that was the actual game scorecard. Um, and, and Michael, you were not there, uh, because there's about 150 million people who said they were there, but there's only 4,100 people in an 8,000 seat stadium, by the way, uh, about half, half, uh, link to the link to a better picture. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll put that, I'll put that in the chat in a minute. Um, that's the best one I could get because they don't want you to see the truth. They don't want you to see the truth. So, and we'll get, there's more on that scorecard coming up here in a second, but the scorecard, this, the theory of the second scorecard is that they had the one scorecard that was the official, Hey, this is the game. We're going to keep track of it because, and then no one saw it because all the ones you see after all the ones you see after kind of, I'll, I'll see if I can pull this one up for you guys. Um, all the ones that you see after are kind of look like this. pull it up for you here it's this print have you seen this this one right they try to trick you you you, you know then they show you this one well you know that they didn't print it up right that was after the fact that they printed it so they try to show you that one interesting on this one too the knicks had one two three four five six seven eight players on this list ten players on the other scorecard we know that um, only Jordan uh, was not, was a was a healthy scratch, so he's on that other one. So that other scorecard had ten players, including Jordan, but then they crossed him out because he didn't play. And then this one only has eight players. So there's already discrepancies between uh, one thing and the other, uh, and we'll get to more discrepancies on the scorecards here in a second. But that's where the the uh, the scorecard, yeah, the scorecard, the fake scorecard sold for two hundred fourteen thousand dollars. So the second scorecard theory is one that I like actually quite a bit. Why? Why? Well, it takes us to number six. Here is number six. Why would they do all this? Why would they ask the New York Knicks to allow them to score? Why would they, you know, scheme to allow him to score? Why did Wilt and the New York Knicks travel together uh, to conspire to allow this, if it did happen, happen? Why was there a second scorecard? Well, the NBA needed attention. That's not a theory. That's not a guess. That's acknowledge me. That's the NBA asking to be acknowledged, asking to be seen because, well, they don't, they weren't getting, they weren't getting the the attention that they needed, right? We we know up until like 79, right? And this was 62. Up until 79, the NBA was losing money. So they needed a story. They needed a story. They needed attention. They needed publicity. Well, what better way to do that than to have this mythological player, this this Wilt the Stilt, this you know guy that's bigger than than life, score a miraculous hundred points, a hundred points because they needed the publicity. In fact, in fact, Bill Campbell, Bill Campbell said. Uh, Oh, no, we're going to get to that in a second. Um, they needed the attention. So that's what that was. They needed the attention. I'm jump. I'm jumping ahead because I'm so excited about this list that I'm jumping ahead. And 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 it's not crazy to think, right? That's why were they in Hershey in the first place? Well, they were in Hershey because they didn't have TV deals, right? And so how could they? They only had local radio broadcasts. So how else could they kind of get fans from outside of their, their area? So, right? from outside of philadelphia from outside of new york well they would do this it wasn't unusual for them to play mutual site games in this case it was in hershey pennsylvania where they had played multiple times before trying to get more fans so what's a better way to get more fans than to do something that's exceptional because what happens well you can go look it up yourself and you'll see Every newspaper on the, you know, on the top of the sports page that people still read newspapers back then, they all went in 
And they, that was the that was the lead story. Wilt's 100. Wilt's 100. Wilt breaks his own record. Wilt's 100. Um, they they all they be it became a thing. So publicity stunt. That that's an easy 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 one. Number five. Number five is something that no one no one denies. No one actually denies this in the 50s and 60s. Um, was that there was inflated stats. We do not care. They did not care about accuracy. They did not care about, you know, the the game. They literally just threw numbers out. There are so many stories of Wilt in particular, but others, uh, walking off the court and saying, hey, I had 12 rebounds that, that quarter. Mark it down. Oh, yes. Yes, Mr. Chamberlain. And they're writing it down. In fact, a guy on the, and I, I wish I could remember his name, um, but a guy uh, that was on the court with Wilt when he scored the hundredth point, I put in air quotes, walked off the court to the statistician and said, "Hey, you know, I assisted on that," and they marked him down as the official assist um, for for Wilt's hundred points. Just imagine you get to walk off the court and tell people what you did. Snap back to reality. No, it just it it didn't happen. All right, now we get into the good stuff. Let me we're take a we're gonna take a break. We're gonna take a break for a second and look at some of your chats. Um, I'm gonna recap the ten through five. I'll let you know that this episode of It's Fluent Top Tens is brought to you by the Ride Automotive Group. If you are in this Simi Valley area and looking for a Chrysler Dodge Jeep or Ram, check out Simi Valley Chrysler Dodge Jeep. Ride Automotive. Um, so here's the recap. Shameless plug. Here's the recap. Number 10, the Knicks center. Why Will Chamberlain did not score 100 or it was a conspiracy. It was fixed. Number not 10, the Knicks center. Jordan refused, and that's why he wasn't at the game. He was not hungover. He did not have the flu. Number nine, the Knicks schemed to allow him to score his 100. The like button is free of charge. Please feel free. Uh, that's number nine. Uh, and that's number nine is like 9A and 9B. The next scheme to allow him defensively to score or B is the inconsistency because Wilt Chamberlain in his book said they were holding the in the fourth quarter, were holding the ball for 24 seconds, not allowing him to get his hands on it. While the Warriors said, no, we were fouling them to get the, the ball back into his hands. Um, but the the fouls on the Warriors the number does not make sense. Um, number eight, why did Wilt travel to and from the game with the Knicks if there wasn't something shady going on? Let's be honest. I think you all remember... Um, uh, what's his name? Uh, HBK, Shawn Michaels, was traveling with Triple H and Vince McMahon on this epic night in Montreal. And they swore up and down. Sean said, I didn't know Vince was going to do that to Brett. Triple H says, I swear up and down. I didn't know they were going to do that to Brett. Vince McMahon said, no, I didn't tell them a thing. Years later, after the Montreal Screwjob, what did we find out? They absolutely knew. They absolutely conspired. That's why they were traveling together. You're kind of confused on number nine, rigged or not. Hundred points still happened. Hey, this is a top ten list of th- reasons it didn't happen, or that it was a setup. All right, so that's why it's there because it's one or the other. So here we go. Number where were we? Number seven, the second scorecard. This is the one that I believe to be a hundred percent true. Is that he did not score hundred points. Um, and that there was a second scorecard that was later put together. That's why you see this generic printed up version, uh, typed out version uh, after the fact to say, oh, yeah, yeah. In, in fact, he did score 100. And there's discrepancies between that one and the official one that was written out. All right. And it takes us to six. Why would they? Why would they conspire to do it? Why would they allow him to do it? Why would they lie? that he did it if he didn't. And it's because the NBA 
needed attention. They needed publicity. They were a league that was losing money and they needed um, they needed to get publicity. So it just made sense to make it work. All right. Number, oh, actually, why did I take down the list? Number five, inflated stats. Very, very common in, in, in the 60s that they just put up they just put up numbers. It's not something that's that was new. All right. So it brings us to number four. And we got a lot of stuff on number four. Like, I mean, we got a lot of stuff on number four. Number four is one stat guy. All right. There's a lot here. One stat guy. Oh, I was going to read some of your chats. I'll get to your chats in a second. But let me let me do number four because there's a lot on number four. I have to, I have to look here because there's so much on number four. One stat guy. So the first thing, the first thing, who was the statistician for the game? Who was the statistician for the game? Hey, yo! Because on one side, on one side, you have Harvey Pollock, who was the PR guy for the Warriors. Harvey Pollock, who also said in interviews and in his book that he was the statistician for the game. He was the one statistician for the game. So let me challenge this before I get to, because there's more. Let me challenge this. Have you guys ever watched an NBA basketball game? Try to do it from the floor level, first row. Add, I don't know, about... 2,000 cigarette smokers puffing and passing behind you. Oh, that's a different kind of smoke. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. Um, so add, add the smoke. Add the smoke. So now you're sitting front row. I want you to do this for a game. I challenge you. I, I will put up an amount of money, okay, to sit at a scorer's table by yourself. I don't know, maybe block one eye or something because to compensate for all the smoke. Okay. Have these guys run up and down the court and score. Keep this in mind. The score of the game was 169-147. 169-147. That's 316 points. That's a point every like eight seconds plus fouls plus free throws, right? You're the only person. I challenge you to watch a quarter of a game a half of a game and try to keep the stats. Don't cheat. Don't do anything. Just watch and tick, 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 tick. Try to keep the score of the game by yourself with a pencil. Okay. With a pencil and a paper. I want you to keep it. I know, I know this isn't the greatest, but it's not, it's not my fault. It's the best that we have. Try to keep it this neat. Try to keep it. Look how neat that is within the lines. Okay. Keep it that neat. And at the end of the quarter or at the end of the half with a pace that quick by yourself and then go look and say what you have as a score and points for each player and fouls for each player and free throws made for each player and then go look at the actual, because now we have them, the actual game stats. You show me and prove to me that you can do that 100% accurately just for a quarter. And then maybe, I'll believe, maybe because we don't have games that play this fast anymore. Try to do it with the NBA All-Star game, maybe. And then maybe I'll believe that one statistician was able to do that with a pencil in a smoky, dimly lit arena in 1962. That's when I'll believe it. Another one. Oh, yeah. There's, 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 there's more. There's more, DJ Khaled. There's more. So the other problem... The other problem is this one stat guy. Well, was it Dave Richter or was it Harvey Pollock? Because if you go look, you'll see another set of stories about the 100 point game that said it was Dave Richter who was the one and only statistician for the Warriors. And Harvey Pollock was just the PR guy for the Warriors. Well, which one is it? They both claim to be the one and only statistician. They both claim to be the one and only statistician. So now we've got indiscrepancies with the scorecards in terms of, like I said, I showed you the stat, the written up one only had eight players. The the uh, sorry, the typed up one only had eight players. The the written up one had ten players. 
And then we have two different people claiming to be the one and only statistician. Well, that doesn't make sense, does it? No, it does not. So, the one and only statistician. That's the one, really. I know it's number four, right? It's 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 number four here on the list. But I feel like maybe it should be higher because... Um, It's a lie. We know it's a lie. Somebody's lying. You can't have two people be the one and only statistician. So somebody is lying. Someone is telling the truth. Okay. Oh, oh, there, oh, there's more. Oh, there's more with this one stack guy. There's one. There's more with the one stack guy. Oh, I love this. The statistician, the one and only statistician. Also had to bring in the ditto machine. I believe that's a copier. And it had all this purple ink on it. And we talked to guys who used the ditto machine. And they said uh, 90-something percent of the scorecards would have little purple fingerprints. Because it was the same person that kept the stats that had to deal with his ditto machine. And get the and they get the purple stats on it. I don't know about you. I'll show this to you again. Do you see any purple smudges? No, it looks like to be in perfect condition. Like with all the ruckus and the crowd storming the court and not one little, not one smudge on this scorecard that this one person had who was part of the, the melee, according to him. Okay. I, I don't know that I believe it. Oh, this one statistician. I love this. This is more. This is more from Harvey Pollock's book. Harvey Pollock said, that he arrived at the stadium. Nope, no, no, no. Sorry, Michael. Sorry, Michael. See, this, ah, this is why I like you. Maybe they rewrote it. Nope, they said that's the original. That's why. That's why it sold for two hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. They said this was the official game written game written scorecard. So no. It wasn't. All right, I'm gonna look. I'm gonna look through your chats real quick, uh, and see if there's or, or send send some through. I'm gonna read. Some, I'm gonna read some of them. Um, let's see. Salute, salute. A lot of salutes. Salute. Uh, there are countless amount of Hall of Famers. Yes, there are. Don't disrespect Wilt. Why not? I'm not disrespecting Wilt. I'm just calling him out for being fake. Um, and I don't and listen. I don't even blame Wilt for it. It was probably something that they went to him and said, "Hey, we need you to do this for the league." Um, because he he didn't it didn't happen. You have Arnold and others who said Wilt was strong. Sure, he was strong, but five hundred pounds. I, I've heard Arnold say he benched five hundred pounds, but I also heard Arnold say he was going to be faithful to his wife. He was not. Uh, me and Jada Pickett. Uh, Jada Pickett. I don't even want to talk about that. That's it. we're going to talk about that a little bit on Fluent and Chill. I think on Thursday. Um, it's already been witnessed. No, it has not. Um. Let's see. Anything else? Will Chamberlain is the greatest athlete in NBA history. That includes Jordan and LeBron. Go look at his track and field stats to back it up. Do you believe him? Do you believe Will's track stats? Because his track stats, what's the other thing about th those times? They were hand-timed. You guys don't believe Dion's 40-yard uh, dash time because it was hand-timed. You don't believe Jordan's 48-inch vertical because it it was um, it wasn't kind of official, and you're going to believe 1960s uh, Wilt Chamberlain, who probably came off the hundred yard dash and said, "I ran a nine nine, right?" I don't even believe that. Uh, he jumped six foot six inches, ran four, <laughs> ran four four, uh, ran four hundred forty and forty nine seconds. And the 880 in one minute and 58 seconds put the shot put 53 feet and four inches and broad jump 22 feet. I bet you not one of those things is true. I bet you not one of those things is true. All right, where were we? We were at number four. Okay, so we're going to get to number three. We're going to get to number three. What's number three? Oh, this one. This one actually makes the most sense. Let's be honest. Let's be honest. We know about the 1919 Black Sox. Jaquan, before we get to that, Jaquan, 
Uh, I can't say or post what you just said, but we already we already proved that that was wrong because it wasn't just 20,000 women. It was 20,000 different women, never the same one twice, which means a different one every single day from the age of eight until the day that he died. So keep that in mind. So number three is a betting scandal. So this one, this one I like. Uh, is that the NBA, the teams, the Knicks, the Knicks were a bad team that year, by the way, and they had some debt that they had to recover. And so there were some, um, let's say, less than honest people who were placing wagers on this game and needed certain things to happen. Wilt scoring a certain amount of points or the team scoring a certain amount of points that... um, that played into all the other things. So when you look at 10, 9, and 8, right, when we look at the centers refusing to play, the schemes that was allowing it, um, Wilt and the Knicks conspiring, a lot of those could be related back to number three, which is this betting scandal. Now, we know in boxing, in baseball, in heck, in basketball, we know we know you know the ref, uh, Donahue, uh, was having some issues with the mob and he did certain things and there was some point shaving and some foul calls and they did things to change the complexity of some games so why not think that was the case in 1962 right the phantom punch with uh with muhammad ali right i already mentioned the black sock like it's not it's not new it's not new point shaving yeah thanks t-ref point shaving in the 80s like to think that they there wasn't some kind of betting scandal that could have shifted uh the trajectory of a game right let's let's hey let's be real like it's not like he wasn't a guy uh averaging 48 and a half minutes per game 50 points a game as it was so for someone to say hey i need him to score 100 for any one of these reasons is not crazy to think but now here's where we get here's where we get to to the good ones here's where we get to the good ones As we get to the good one. Number two. Number two. Number two. Ah, uh, you snuck a little peek at number one. Number two. One photographer, kind of. One photographer, kind of. So what do I mean by that? So I don't know if you know, but in the first half of the game, in the first half of the game, There was no pictures taken. According to everyone there, there was no, there was nothing happening. Harvey Pollock, this is, this is what I love. Harvey Pollock came out and said they had scored 49, uh, Wilt had scored 49 points in the first half. Not true. He scored 41, but he said he scored 49 and he went to the photographer sitting in the stands with his son and said, Hey, you should probably take some pictures of this game. And in the photographer's own words, he went to his car, grabbed his camera, and came back and took some pictures. He also said he did not have any pictures from the first half. He did not have any pictures of any relevance to show Wilt scoring the, you know, any of those 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 points. Really? A guy has 49, 41 points in the first half, and He's on pace to score 80, 90, 100 points. The statistician tells you at halftime, go get your camera. This is a special night. Take some pictures. And you didn't take any pictures? Right? The only two pictures we have, the only two pictures we have are, let's 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 pull pull them up. We have this one and this one. So let's look at the pictures that we do have. You've all you've all probably seen this one, right? We've all seen we've all seen this picture. So this picture was taken um, at the end of the game. We took the picture at the end of the game uh, with him holding up the little piece of paper. That also, so this is why I say like the Harvey Pollock thing is interesting because he says he scored forty nine, but he didn't. He only scored forty one at half. He says he went out and told the photographer to take pictures in the second half from the stands and he goes to his car and gets his camera and he says, Oh, I don't have any pictures of him scoring any points, but I, but 
after the game, he goes and, and says, we don't have anything to, you know, to commemorate this historic night. And so Harvey Pollock says he writes 100 on this piece of paper, gives it to Wilt, and this photographer takes the picture. That's what we're told. That's what we are, you know, been led to believe. Uh, the other picture that he took supposedly was this one. And I say supposedly because there's a couple interesting things about this picture. So this is when he scores the 100, and the fans rush rush the stands. They rush from the stands. I don't know if you can see in the background. I'm going to zoom in. Um, let me zoom in on this. Can you see? Uh, uh, hold on. See right here? There's one person, one person in the stands. Looks like they're wearing, by the way, a Michael Jackson shirt. I'm just saying. I don't know if you want to go uh, zoom in on that, but I find that kind of interesting, a Michael Jackson picture. Um, so nobody in the stands. I get it that the stadium was half The stadium was half full anyways, um, but there's nobody in the stands. They've rushed the, co- they've rushed the court after his 100-point game. And this is where it gets interesting because they rushed the court with 48 seconds left. That's when they say he scored. Um, that's where they say he scored his his 100th point um, and that they didn't finish the game. They didn't finish the game. But then in the scorecards, they say they played all 48 minutes. So which one was it? Did they not finish the game or did they finish the game? We'll get to that in a second. So they have no picks of the first half. They have no picks of him scoring any points. The photographer didn't even have his camera until after, like until the second half after he was told to go get it. And these are the the, the two shots that we have is the 100 point and this of uh, them rushing the court after he scored his 100 points. So I just want to be clear. The NBA needs publicity. The NBA needs a bigger fan base. The NBA sends teams to go out and play in in neutral sites um, to build up to build up the brand, to build up the league. But they don't send any camera people. And I, when I and look, games were being televised. Don't 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 be fooled. In 1962, games were being televised, but they don't televise that game. Uh, games were. Uh, there was photographer at games. They don't. They don't send a photographer. To, they don't have pictures of that game. We're gonna get to. We're gonna get to the the radio and, and video here in a second. Um, but they don't send a photographer. The there's one statistician who happens to be the PR guy. Um. So so, how can you believe that this actually happened? Other than after the fact, when he didn't, they just said, hey. Let's do it. All right, Pierre, what? Why am I doing this? Why am I doing it? Because I, I, the truth needs to come out. Wilt brought a chip to LA. Wilt did not bring a chip to LA. Wilt, Wilt was a passenger on a bus uh, that, that uh, when they won their chip. All right, go, go look at how he played in comparison to Jerry West. and El, uh, Yeah, Jerry West. He did not bring. He did not bring that championship to LA. Let's be honest. And I am a Laker fan, but he's not a real Laker. Let's be honest. He's he's just a he jumped on the bus there for a minute. Um. So, anyways, so that's number two. Number two. Number two. So let's re let's recap before we get to number one, and then I will send the link. Uh, maybe I'll send the link now. You know what? Why don't I do that? I'll send the link now. Boom. If anyone has. It doesn't have to be about this, but preferably about the Wilt 100. Um, here we go. Number 10, the Nick sender refused to play. He didn't want to be part of the conspiracy. Number 9, the Knicks schemed either to allow him to score or to hold the ball for 24 seconds, like Wilt himself said, to hold the ball for 24 seconds um, so that he couldn't score, but the Warriors fouled them to, to get the ball back into Wilt's hands, even though... They didn't have enough fouls to prove that. Wilt and the Knicks rode together to and from the game, a five-hour trip. Um, oh, by the way, let, let's pause there on that five-hour trip. I love this one. So Harvey Pollock said it was a five. Uh, sorry, uh, yeah, it was a five-hour drive, and that they got there 
They got there at the same time as Wilt and the players at 5 p.m., and the game was at 8. Wilt says in his book that they were there six hours before the game started, and they were sitting playing this this shooting game um, in the gallery, in the arcade that they have. Well, that would make it, well, 6. That would make it 2 in the afternoon. So, okay, it was a long time ago. They forgot. All right, fine. Fine four hour difference they couldn't figure out what time they actually got there okay all right um the scorecard the mystery the second scorecard we've heard that we've seen we've seen multiple scorecards just google it and you will see typed up ones written up ones scribbly ones right the the, the one official one that i just showed you that sold for two hundred fifteen thousand dollars. so you have multiple multiple scorecards probably more than two we know that the nba needed attention they were a, they were a league that was suffering that was struggling um, and they needed to do something. So why not say, hey, Wilt scored 100? And Because it, it was all over the news. Look at it. Look, it's been 61 years, and we're still talking about it. So the publicity worked. Inflated stats. We know in the 60s, they've admitted that the stats were inflated because one person couldn't keep the stats because the game was so fast-paced. The, the pace was so fast. That there was no way, and the arenas were smoky. They weren't lit well. So, you know, I'm not being nasty. I mean, I put the link. Come, come, try and prove that it really happened. Then, debate any of these factual things. There was one statistician, but we don't even know who that one statistician was because Harvey Pollack said he was the one, and another half of the people say it was Dave Richter. They both went to their grave saying they were the one and only stat guy at that game. Um, I'm looking for other stuff because there's other, you know, number one. Number one's going to be a good one. Number three, the betting scandal. Right, there was money on the line. They needed to 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 show. Um, they needed to show. Um, whoever that they needed that this this was going to happen. The other thing I should mention, we do have a report because people are asking for proof. We do have a report of, of of one of the people who were near the scorer's table saying it was the game was so fast, it was so kind of hectic and crazy that they weren't really, they couldn't see everything that was going on and, and that they just kind of, hey, if someone scored a point, oh, it must have been Wilt. It must have been Wilt. I want to bring you to the second scorecard. I want to pause there for a second. Oh, no, no. We'll do number two. Number two is there's only one photographer, kind of. There was only one photographer, and um, and he didn't even start taking pictures until the second half. Ara says... Is that the music you can hear in the background? Because the truth is out there. And we have it. And we have it here on It's Fluent Top Tens. We have the truth. Pierre, I see you backstage. I'm going to bring you up here in a second. Um, you know what? Go in the private chat, Pierre, and let me know. Do you want to come in before number one or after number one? I'll wait for you to, in, if you go into where it says chat, just type it in there and let me know because I'll bring you on before if you want. Um, honorable mention, by the way. Honorable mention was um, the time traveler theory. After is cool. All right. After is cool. I appreciate that, Pierre. All right. So. Um, did we, I want to make sure we got everything of the other things. Oh yeah. So the photographer, just to recap. So the photographer, um, was told at halftime by Harvey Pollock, Hey, go get your camera. This is a historic game. You got to be taking some pictures. And he went out at halftime to his car. He was there in the stands with his son. Why is the photographer there? If he's not taking pictures, great question. He goes out to his car, this, and this is documented. I'm not, you go, you can go look it up yourselves. Um, he goes and gets his camera from his car and, and the only two pictures he has, not of anything of him, of Wilt scoring any of these points, but just the picture of the crowd rushing the court after the announcer said he has scored a hundred points and the one of him holding up the 100 point sign. Another stat that you might want to look up, and I'm not saying this is impossible because mathematically this is possible. It's possible, but there's no three-pointers back in those days. The New York Knicks committed 27 fouls. 27 fouls. This might, this might, this, this, whew, 
before we get to number one. So they committed 27 fouls. So let's assume every single foul was a shooting foul. How often was that happen? I would love for someone in the chat to explain this one. They committed 27 fouls, which would, if, if they, if they, so if every single one was a two-shot foul, they would have shot 54 th- free throws as a team. 54 f- free throws. What they shot was 52. So you're telling me only one of those fouls out of the 27 was a non-two-shot foul? One? Maybe two? Was it? No, let me do my math. 57. How do we get to, uh, yeah, twenty. sorry, 27. Yeah, one. So 26 of the 27 fouls were two-shot fouls, and they shot, because there's no three-point fouls, they shot 52 free throws as a team. No, Jay, you did not get two free throws for every foul um, back then. How is that possible? Because if that was the case, Jay, then they would have shot 54 Proves my point. They would have shot 54 free throws. They did not. They shot 52. Now, whether you want to believe the fact that Wilt went 36 of 63 from the field, that's 57%. 28 of 32, so 87.5% from the free throw line. He's a 51%, by the way, free throw shooter. Uh, And he shot 88%, call it, for for that game. You want to believe that? Believe that. So let's go to number one. Let's go to number one. Number one. No audio. No audio or video. Now, some of you can say, but I've heard the audio. Bull, you know what? Because here's the thing. So uh, Dave Zinkoff uh, from WCAU um, said that he was speaking with Bill Campbell and and he did not make a copy of the broadcast. So you're telling me, you're sitting there at WCAU, you're doing the game play-by-play, blah, 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 blah. Wilt has scored 100 points. This is unbelievable. You don't hit copy? You don't make a copy of that game? And then here's the best part. Years later, not days, not months, years later, a random fan who no one knows their name, just poof. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Out of the sky, comes comes to him and says, hey, Bill, uh, do you have a copy of the game? And Bill says, oh, I was embarrassed to admit it, but no, I don't have a copy of the game. Oh, well, you know, I recorded the last couple of minutes of it on my recording machine. Here's the last two, three minutes of the game. Some random guy. Cocaine is a hell of a drug. Poof. Here's the last two, three minutes of the game, two, three years later. And and that game, that radio broadcast that he recorded on his recording machine stops when it says, Wilt has scored 100 points. They've rushed the court. This game is not going to end. But the game ended. Say some. But the game didn't end. Say others. And the radio broadcast says, it didn't end. So no. So when you say there's audio, no. There's an audio of this who knows what, some podcast of someone pretending to do a play-by-play at the end of the game where he scored 100 points. You have two or three minutes out of a 48-minute game that came out three years after the fact and definitely no video. And we've seen, we've said people, oh, no, I saw, I saw some video on, on YouTube. No, you didn't. There was not one video camera there. The best player in the league, 48 minutes and a half, 40 and a half, 48 and a half minutes per game, 50 points per game, doing a game for publicity in an, an off-site, in a mutual site game to build up a fan base. That's the game. I get it. The Knicks were bad, but he's the best player. You don't send a camera crew to record it because it's for publicity so that you can show it and have a record of it. Give me a break. Give me a break. Who believes this? Who believes this? It's 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 unbelievable. 
unbelievable that there's three minutes of audio, no video, and it took three years for some random dude who remains nameless that, oh, yeah, I recorded on my recording machine. Give me a break. Wilt. Where does Wilt ring now, Boy Wonder? It shouldn't be top 10. Nah, well, no. Does a 100-point game define him? No, I'm just kidding. Um, should, should, the, should that define him? No. 100-point game shouldn't define him. But let's stop pretending like he did it, right? Let's stop pretending George Marcus. Um, and if you don't know who George Marcus is, go look up who George Marcus who George Marcus was because he was apparently he was Wilt Chamberlain in high school playing professional scoring 70 points a game. So, so sure. If you want to believe that you can believe that. Um, all right. We've got four minutes left. Um, I think I covered all the points Pierre. If you're still awake, I'm going to bring you in. Um, Pierre. Hey, fluent. How you doing? Uh, shout out to you. Shout out to PC and everybody uh, like the list, man. Um, for me, I, you make a lot of sense, but to me, it just seems unlikely that everybody who was there and all the teammates, all the coaches who confirmed it would have been in on it and would have kept the secret going for what, though, 50, 60 years. All right, good. I'll pause you there for a second and ask you. So when you say they were all in on it. Would they have have to be in on it? How would they know? They weren't keeping track of the score. They, I'm sure he's. I'm not saying he didn't score any points. He probably scored a ton of points. And if the scorekeeper said, "Hey, oh, he's at 87 now, or he's at 92," and coach said, "Hey, feed him the ball," get because the coach also said he put in the bench warmers at the end of the game, which also doesn't make sense when you look at the minutes played. Because uh, Arzine, uh, Paul Arzine, or whatever I always say his last name wrong, said it played like 47 or 48 minutes. But anyways. Uh, they said, oh, they put in the bench warmers to foul the other team, which they didn't because they had two and one fouls each. There was only seven players that dressed. So what bench players? They only had two guys on the bench. So you know that's a lie. But they said they're feeding the ball. So if they put those guys in at some point and said, hey, maybe at 75, maybe at 80, and said, oh, he has 95 points. Those guys wouldn't know. They would say, yeah, and, the and just so you know, the announcer was saying um, – they at a certain point when the scorekeeper yeah, yeah, yeah. or Dave Richter, we don't know which one, one of them told the scorekeeper, Hey, he's got 90 call it out. So then he was saying 92 and the crowd would scream 92, 94 for Wilt 94. So the players might've believed that he scored the hundred um, because they're not keeping score. Don't forget that 316 points were scored. So to, you know, it's not, crazy for them to believe it because they'd seen him score 70 like a couple weeks earlier right it was it wasn't crazy ish uh for that to happen and and the the way you can i can prove it to you a little bit is in a, a game that we have full video full video of uh which is cheryl miller cheryl miller scored i want to say 107 points or 105 points in a college game um all on tape fully recorded her teammates had no idea. She didn't even know where she was at until she's like, oh, I know I'm having a pretty good game. I think I have like 60, she said. And they're like, yeah, no, you scored 105 or 107. I forget how much it was. And she's like, oh, wow, great. So, to, you know, players to think that they don't know um, exactly how many points, I don't think it's crazy. Okay. Silence, I win. No, it's not. I'm, um, I'm, being, I'm being courteous. I'm listening to you and I'm trying to take in oh, what you're saying. And... Okay, but hold on, hold on. See right here. I know it's hard to see, but see that where it says free throws made. So, so you can. That's where the the statistician apparently was doing it. Do you see the? Do you see how there's how? Where's his twenty eight? Where's Wilt's twenty eight? It shows like six there. It shows six made free throws, which is more realistic <laughs> for his shooting percentage. But come uh, on, that's a that's a big discrepancy, right? So wouldn't the players have said, "Wait, you you only shot," or like the players on either team would have said, "No, you only shot six free throws versus what was actually recorded." But nobody has come forth and said that. None of the players have said that. None of the coaches have said that. I don't it's think only the people now are kind of going backwards and, and trying to disprove something that was done. Right. Well, and they're using, you know, these, these 10, these yeah. 10 things. 
and people probably have more things to add to it, but oh, for sure, it's it's hard to discredit the people who are actually there by using logic that isn't. But the people that uh, were there, the people that were there, don't know, right? Like again, I, I then how, how 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 would we know? Go to a game. Go to a game. Don't look at the scoreboard. Just watch the game. Don't keep track of it. Smoke about twenty cigarettes and tell me you know how many points each player scored. Impossible. That awesome. that that was the point that that got me because I, I used to keep stats and it's a hell of a hard thing to do and especially if I were to do it at the pace that they were doing it, dude, that would be something. Lightning. That'd be something else. Oh, I'm. That'd, I'm. That'd be hard. Over time, so I'm going to get fired. So I appreciate you. All Thanks right. For Thank you for for the entertainment and shout out to everybody on PC. Anytime, brother. Appreciate it. Take care. Uh, so that's that's it for uh, It's Fluid Top 10s. You know that he didn't do it. You know that he didn't do it. So now you can com- admit to everybody that Wilt Chamberlain did not score 100 points. It's Fluent Top 10s. I'll see you next week or Thursday on uh, Fluent and Chill. Uh, sorry to whoever's coming up next. I think it's the Dallas Cowboys show. Oh, they want to brag today too. So um, uh, thanks for being patient. Peace. Nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one.